0: I just, in with the good vibes, out with the bad, or whatever it is. Out with what? the bad vibes, in with the good. Is
1: that a, is that a TikTok?
0: No. No, it's not. Okay. It's it's a play on something from my childhood, but I changed it to vibes. Probably Beetlejuice. Right. I've been on a Beetlejuice kick, but... I didn't catch it. What?
1: Anyway. I said oh. I didn't catch it. I've seen I, Beetlejuice, I, that's, but...
0: That's what I thought you meant, was you hadn't seen Beetlejuice, and I just had to take a moment, and I was like... Forget this episode. Forget any horror movies. You need to go do that. You need to take. Juice is not a horror movie. Take
1: care of that. Um, I would beg to fucking differ. Yeah, but we all know your threshold for horror movies.
0: Who's to say that that's what I thought was it? I meant, have you seen the interior design of that poor fucking classic house? Horrific. The I dude mean, isn't even. He's not even an interior designer. He says it. Yeah. It, I would haunt their asses, too. Yeah. Well, look at that gorgeous we're talk- Victorian home. I'm sorry. I'm still now I'm on a tangent. Go ahead. Go we're ahead. We're talking
1: go. about different horror movies today. On this podcast, and we call crime culture. It is. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about some. I chose four of them because they are not long enough for their own episode, but I still wanted to talk about them. That is fine. Yeah. I, I will allow it. All right. Um, So first, we're jumping right in. Hell yeah. We're starting with uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, love it. Yeah. So if you don't know, if you live under a rock, the Nightmare on Elm Street uh, description is, the monstrous spirit of a slain child murderer seeks revenge by invading the dreams of teenagers whose parents were responsible for his untimely death. And you may be thinking to yourself, how the fuck can any of that be real? Well, I'm about to tell you. <laughs> Wes Craven, RIP, the creator of the Nightmare on Elm Street series, revealed that he was inspired to write the story of a killer preying on victims in their dreams after reading an article in the LA Times about a family who had moved to the United States from Cambodia. In an interview with Sci-Fi, Craven said, quote, Things were fine, and suddenly the young son was having very disturbing nightmares. He told his parents that he was afraid that if he slept, the thing chasing him would get him, so he tried to stay awake for days at a time. When he finally fell asleep, his parents thought the crisis was over. Then they heard screams in the middle of the night. By the time they got to him, he was dead. He died in the middle of a nightmare. Jesus! (laughs) Yeah. Here was a youngster having a vision of a horror that every older uh everyone older was denying that became the central line of the nightmare on elm street end quote damn that's
0: now i you can tell me somebody will tell me i'm wrong i'm sure i thought that there was also something to do with that where like freddy krueger the guy that freddy krueger was based on was like a pedophile and was killed by like local parents like a like a
1: mob sort of situation I mean, that's the story of Freddy Krueger in the Nightmare on Elm Street series. And I think I think in the series, he's specifically uh, labeled as a child murderer, not mm. a child molester. I don't think he ever did anything besides murder kids. Okay. Uh, I, I could be wrong. I haven't seen it in, the, in a minute, although I'm going to have to now because it's spook season, so I got to <laughs> add it to the repertoire. Um, but I wanted to look into it a little more. So I read a couple more articles, and uh, this is like a real thing. Okay. This dying in your sleep. So Sci-Fi notes that this myth gained popularity in the 90s without very much scientific evidence. However, in the 1980s, the CDC reported on a number of sudden deaths during sleep. These deaths were attributed to sudden unexpected nocturnal death syndrome, which is uh, abbreviated as SUNS. Okay. Between 1981 and 1988, a total of 117 cases were reported in which hearts stopped during sleep. Even stranger was the fact that no individuals had any prior history of cardiac events with only one having a family history. The people affected were also predominantly people between the ages of 25 to 44 who had immigrated from Southeast Asia. And the... uh. The place where I got uh, this info um, notes that the Journal of the American Heart Association posted about refugees exhibiting high levels of depression and anxiety after relocating to the States. And it's possible that the anxiety triggered night terrors, which could lead to a cardiac arrest. So Damn. once you once you start like getting down to nitty gritty and explaining it, you're like, OK, I guess like it can be explained by like X, Y and Z. But still. Between, like, these people were between the ages of 25 and 44. That's young. Yeah, that's that's really,
0: that's, oh, God.
1: Yeah. That's, damn.
0: Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. like that. No, no. I mean, and I would venture to say nobody does, but <laughs> I mean, no. that's, that's, I don't know. That's creepy.
1: Yeah, I hate that. Yeah, no, no, no. And it, it, it's just the perfect setting for a horror movie because you have to sleep so there's no get like you can avoid Jason by not going to like a summer camp in the woods you can avoid Jaws by like not swimming in the ocean you can't avoid Freddy Krueger because you have to go to sleep yeah yeah and you don't have control over your dreams so whatever the fuck happens happens yeah it's wild that's yeah that's that's whoa see (laughs) I don't think I would like that movie (laughs) it's good it's a good series um the next one seems even more improbable than somebody getting murdered in their dreams. And it is the movie The Blob. Do you know the movie The Blob? I, I've i heard of it. Is this it's the one? Very,
0: it's like a thing that like the blob like kind of like doesn't roll. But you know what I mean? Like it like moves. moves. It, it, sure, sure. It moves like an amoeba and it just kind of like whatever is like absorbed by the blob disintegrates. And then the blob moves on. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, okay. I'm I'm semi-familiar.
1: Yeah. That's really so, all well, I know. <laughs> the description is, in the 1958 film The Blob, a young Steve McQueen and other actors flee from a gelatinous muck that threatens to consume everything in its path. And uh, it was an unlikely hit when it came out, and it spawned numerous re-releases, a sequel, and a gorier remake in 1988 with Kevin Dillon from Entourage and the Doors movie. Oh! Yeah.
0: Oh weird.
1: yeah very right? weird well the blob's influence can even be seen in everything from ghostbusters to james gunn's slither to the mind flare in stranger things oh so it in it influences a lot yeah but it seems like the most unlikely thing like if i threw out like 10 horror movies you could be like there's no way that this one is real at all well on september 26 1950 in philadelphia pennsylvania police officers joe keenan and john collins claimed to have seen something falling from the sky they searched the area and found a curious ooze dangling from a telephone pole and it seemed to move on its own when collins reached out to touch it which has he ever seen a horror movie yeah no no don't, you don't touch it i have barely seen any horror movies and i know you don't touch that shit also, you don't touch random goo. Mm-hmm. Ew. Come on, man. What if it's sticky? Yeah, well, <laughs> he reached out and touched it and it left behind a sticky residue. See? But then it, but then it evaporated.
0: No, no, no. That's not the normal. Fuck is this? That's not found in nature. No. That is
1: not found in nature. We do not do that. Well, they were freaked out enough to call for backup and that. that and two other officers came so that made four law enforcement officials corroborating this story that just seems completely unbelievable and there's no explanation um or they they gave no explanation um what the origin of the substance was or whether the officers had misinterpreted the situation like there wasn't too much explanation after that it was the 1950s how were their records (laughs) exactly um, so following its discovery by Philadelphia police, both the FBI and the U.S. Air Force were called in to investigate the quote unquote flying saucer that had crashed and dissolved without a trace. The incident made a number of headlines at the time, and the story was distributed nationally by the Associated Press. No one was ever able to really explain what the ooze really was. And one of the, the article goes on to say that it was a glowing ooze. That's... Um, Maybe that algae shit that shows up in the ocean sometimes,
0: where it's oh, like, oh yeah, the I and stuff? Yeah, I want to go see that. Yeah, let's I go do. see that. Okay,
1: okay, let's do it. Okay, but see, was, we
0: touch the <laughs> ooze.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. I'm the first. Two. I'm at the beginning. I'm not. Even, I don't make it through the whole horror movie. So I'm at the beginning before the cre- like the opening credits even happen. Yeah, before we're so you even, fucked. We're Drew we're Barrymore. <laughs> you no, know, we're the two people that die before the like the character is yeah, even introduced. That's like, what I'm three saying. We're Drew Barrymore. Yeah, we were the ones who died three summers before. Oh, okay. Uh, (laughs) So what is even crazier than the Philadelphia story is that it wasn't the only event of this happening. And it turns out that mysterious disappearing space goo has been falling across the globe for centuries. Duh. What? Yeah, it's a phenomenon known as Serre. Which is Welsh for "rot of the stars," which uh, new band name I call it. Yes, (laughs) rot of the stars. I love it. Um, It was given this name all the way back in the 1600s and has reoccurred sporadically throughout history. Notable incidents hit uh, Tasmania in 1996 and Scotland as early as 2009. Oh shit. Relatively that's, recently. Yeah, that's recent. Yeah. That's too recent. The earliest sightings were in the 1400s, and these blobs, also known as star jelly, earth stars, and star slime, have been associated with meteorite showers. And they were originally alleged to be basically melted space rocks. Which is still pretty fucking cool. That's, I mean, I again, I would touch that. Like,
0: I feel like it keeps going back to, like, would you touch it? Yes, I would. Like, yes, that's some
1: cool shit. But now tying it back into the movie. So in the mid 1950s, former Vaudevillian and film distributor uh, Jack Harris, he was eager to break into producing and he wanted to create a really cool movie monster, but was having a hard time coming up with a hook that isn't like super played out and done a million times so he asked his friend who was another person from pennsylvania irvine h millgate for help in coming up with a cool original space uh, monster not space monster just monster so they had a middle of the night phone call which i can imagine had um a lot of uh devil's lettuce (laughs) playing in it um they ended up coming up with this basic story of a meteorite and mysterious space jelly that crashes down outside of pencil of Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. So Harris and Millgate and, uh, the screenwriters they eventually brought on K link link, uh, Lynn acre. Lynn acre. Sure. And Theodore Simmonson Uh, they all said that, um, they had no, knowledge, no prior knowledge of the Philadelphia incident with space goo. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's kind of hard to believe that they didn't draw inspiration from the event. Um, the, the Blob's discovery and description matches the real life one, uh, even down to the purplish color that they found. And The Blob was filmed on a soundstage in Valley Forge, which is in Pennsylvania. It was written and starred mostly Pennsylvania locals um, who would have remembered everything that happened just a few years prior. I mean, like I said, this was a national story. It went to like the Associated Press. Like it was a pretty big deal when it when it first happened. So to say that it wasn't. At, like inspired by these real events is kind of a little bit of a lie. Yeah. Like, yeah. damn. Yeah. Um,
0: we're we're like blazing through these. But All right. Do you, do you want me to vamp a little bit more? Like,
1: hello, my Haley. Hello, my honey. Hello, my ragtime gal. No. Okay. No, I'll, I'll, she wants I got me some- to stop. <laughs> I got something. Uh, I got something for the end. So. Oh. Ooh. The next one is hostile. It's me. So we're getting into uh, some dangerous territory here.
0: Okay, wait. So are you saying the movie is called Hostel? Yes. I do you right, not. Yeah, do you I've not know never of the movie Hostel.
1: Yeah, I've never heard of this
0: one. Like the other, the other two that we've heard so far, like I'm familiar. But Hostel is is new territory for me. It does not sound like my kind of movie. Not so um, fluffy and cute and rainbows and sunshine. Have you heard of Saw? i'm i'm quite aware of saw it's not on my I, list but
1: i think it's worse oh great it, it's like torture porn pretty much oh fuck it's it's basically what started the torture porn like <sighs> genre in the u.s at least i know there's a, been a lot more in uh in japan and italy and there's a whole history of horror can't but ever be in, like cuddly animal porn can't you just like can't
0: we make movies about that where somebody just like gets in a pile of puppies for an hour and a half can i star in that movie i know i should
1: no 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 no. me it's about me no (laughs) Uh, (laughs) the the mean mug i just got (laughs) Well, now I'm going to destroy your entire life by telling you the description of Hostel because you clearly have no knowledge. Great. I I would like to continue on that path, but I guess not. Too fucking bad. Well, (laughs) best friends Paxton and Josh are backpacking across Europe after graduation. Fucking white-ass privileged Mm -hmm. motherfuckers. That's some rich shit. Yeah. Yeah. Along with newly befriended uh, fellow backpacker, Ollie, the two are told of, about a Slovakian hostel filled with beautiful women that few tourists know about. The group decides to change their plans and head to Slovakia instead. When they arrive, they find out the seemingly charming hostel's anything but. Dun-dun-dun. Turns out what? it's a front for a twisted torture enterprise that allows wealthy sickos the chance to murder guests in whichever way they like.
0: Oh! I'm never staying in a hostel hotel or Airbnb ever again.
1: Well, like, I mean, I wasn't going to go into it, but Slovakia had a huge problem with this movie coming out because it (gasps) really painted their community in just a terrible light, saying, like, uh, we have beautiful hostels that uh, accommodate all of our guests in beautiful ways and don't murder people. I uh,
0: I wonder if it affected their tourism.
1: I bet it did. I mean, I didn't look too deeply into it, but I've, I've, uh, I mean, I've watched enough of those like horror movie countdowns and everything where they talk like uh, about uh, like the behind the scenes of the movies, and I know that Hostel got uh, some healthy pushback Mm -hmm. from Slovakia, Uh, but regardless, the film grossed over 80 million worldwide with an estimated budget of only 4.8 million and That's, uh it's wow it has two sequels oh shit yeah it's an eli roth movie oh uh, see
0: i do like him i do think yeah. he's very he's very talented yeah for all the movies well, that i haven't seen but he was great in inglorious bastards yeah yeah
1: um uh, but can you believe that this is based on a true story
0: i'd like to not believe because again never staying anywhere
1: but my home ever again this is another one that I wish there was. I kind of wish there was more information on it, but he really only gave like, uh, like he gave a couple interviews about the backstory of it. But they're basically he just rehashes the same story multiple times. So, like I said, uh, Eli Roth, he's the film writer, producer, and director, and he says the idea came from a very creepy encounter that he had with a certain website. Mm. Yeah. Stay so, off the internet. Um, Turn this off. Yeah, specifically um, uh, referencing his uh, interview with Dread Central. He said, quote, it started with a conversation with Ain't It Cool News's uh, Harry Knowles. Harry and I were talking about sick stuff we'd seen on the Internet, like the guy in Texas who set it up so that you could control a gun and hunt lions and wild game online. The FBI had shut this guy down. I think his legal defense was that he was making it so handicapped people could hunt, too. It was so fucked up. I thought... Jesus, why wouldn't you just put a human being in a room? And Harry said, well, actually, I found something like that. And he sent me a link to this site where you could go to Thailand and for $10,000, walk into a room and shoot somebody in the head. Oh, yeah. The site claimed that the person you were killing had signed up for it and that part of the money would go to their family because they were so broke and they were going to die anyways. It was to give you the thrill of taking another human life, end quote. That's That's fucked up. Um Yeah. I mean, if you really think about like dark web stuff, it doesn't seem like that crazy that something like that could exist. I mean, But it it is literally like fodder for a horror movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's that's
0: setting it right up. I mean, sometimes yeah, reality is a little much a little bit scarier than the movie land but yeah that's 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 going a bit far well we didn't have um, to drag Slovakia into this I will agree yeah right
1: he could have just did it in like a nondescript like in America in in yes in like just somewhere
0: or like all of these all of these movies I think it's really artsy now to be like all right we're gonna use cars from like the 60s but we're gonna use cell phones from like the early 2000s and then we're gonna use laptops from today. I kinda yeah, I kinda and...
1: like I kinda like movies where the date is very ambiguous mm-hmm. and they and they don't specifically mention like, oh, we're the graduating class of blah blah yeah. blah. Or like they don't but dress this a certain one, way. This movie is very much set in its time. Like they have the flip phones, they graduated from a specific year, they were like the Backpacking after graduation I mean I guess it's still done Like now but like there was a while There in like The like late 90s Early 2000s mid 2000s where It was like every other Person was doing this if you were From like a fucking wealthy White place um, That a lot of people were doing this so I think This is very much set in its time Which is not a problem like there's fine Movies like that but um, Yeah It's fucking wild to think that this was at all real so he added that it didn't really matter so much if the site was real it was more the fact that somebody could come up with something as evil as a cash for life business and that's what really inspired him to make the movie he imagined a person a person with so much money that it means nothing to this type of person that um somebody would be so numb from their own wealth that they'd consider seeking the thrill that you can't get from sex, drugs, alcohol, and they'd want to be able to murder somebody without any consequences. Uh, It was then that he had the idea that, it was then that the idea behind the website became really real to him, and it wasn't hard to believe that this person actually exists, which I can imagine that. Can Can you even think of one thing that gives Bezos joy? Um, Like he has so much money Yeah How can he find joy in a day Like he has to be like Have you ever Allegedly Not have
0: you ever But This isn't alleged Do you know how fucking soul sucking it is To have to do your taxes Yeah it is There you go He, He saves a fuck ton of money on shampoo And he doesn't have to do his taxes I'd be happy as a clam No wonder he can afford all that filler Yeah
1: and he's so mad. He wants to go to space so bad. Let him. Bye. Yeah, but Bitch he bye. must like, he must like whip puppies in the street because like,
0: <laughs> yeah, I can't in the see him
1: or in yeah, private or both or both. I can't see him having any slice of joy from it. Like he doesn't he doesn't get happy by finding like five dollars on the street. No, he just like, goes, that oh, was a- I think I dropped this. That was a story my mom
0: told me the other day. She's like, I found $5. I was like, oh my yeah. God, that's awesome. I found $5 on the street in Manhattan like mm. five years ago. I am still riding that fucking high. And like also two weeks still ago, justifying spending $5 being like, well, I found
1: $5 that one time. So it's not like
0: I'm really spending my own money.
1: Two weeks ago, I found a 20 in a pair of old jeans. Oh, that's the best. Even if if I find like a fucking dime or a penny on the I'm like, oh, look, well, I think that's a I think that's a Gary Goldman joke that he was talking about how I think at the time the joke came out, this will date it, that Uh, um, Bill Gates was the richest person mm -hmm. in the world. And he was like, for Bill Gates to say, get the same joy that I get when I find a 20 in an old coat, he would need to pull out like a 10 million dollar bill. And you don't forget ten million dollars in an old coat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish uh, I wish someone would. And I wish yeah, I right. could
0: just pick up that coat. I that did yeah. happen to me once where somebody gave me they were very wealthy and they gave us like some like hand-me-down clothes and we found money in the pocket of like the jeans or the jacket or one of the things. And the mom was just like, ah, oh, just keep it. And I was like, I, I wish what?
1: To be that rich.
0: Oh, she was the same woman who gave my sister and I, I'm talking bags upon bags upon bags of clothes from Express, which at the time we could not afford clothes from Express. Express was like the Express was our like Gucci and Prada. (laughs) And she gave us these bags because she did not. She was like, you can have these and none of them fit us. That was the thing. It was for her like younger kids for back to school. And She was like, these are all the things that they didn't like, and I do not have the time or energy to take them back. So if you girls take them back, you can take all of the money that comes back and just buy whatever you want. Well, damn. Well, damn, indeed. Like, it was like $400 worth of stuff, Haley. And she's not even as rich as Bezos. Can you imagine? I mean, would she go to fucking
1: Thailand and shoot somebody in the head?
0: No, she'd probably know. go to no, she'd probably go to Thailand for like a vacation though. Like like they haven't, yeah. but like they they're they could they could if they
1: wanted to. Yeah. Well, just to round this part out, when asked again about the website, uh, Eli Roth said, quote, the site itself was real, but you had to give credit card information and I was at the point where I wanted to do a documentary about it, which I would have fucking loved. Um, and it's like Do you get any to get any further? I would have to give my personal information and I figure these people kill for a living. I'm not going to find out. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Yeah. And when I say I would love a documentary on it, I find this topic extremely interesting. It's one of those things that it's like the psychology, the psychology behind it and the kind of person that would. Do something like that and also host something like that and be as mm-hmm. bold as to have like a f- like a customer facing website about it yeah yeah like that's fucking wild i would that's i would like to shit. see the documentary but i understand his hesitation oh i yeah. not wanting to give personal information yeah yeah um but yeah that's hostile it was uh partially based on a real story or a real concept i should say yeah um the next one is it's my last one, but it is um, the opening scene of It Chapter 2. So I'm going to go okay. into a little bit of detail. I can't guarantee that everyone has seen it or read it, so I'll uh, kind of describe the scene itself. Um, this is a trigger warning. Uh, this, we're going to talk about um, a hate crime against the LGBTQIA plus community. Mm-hmm. So be prepared. Great. So in the opening scene of the second It movie, we meet Adrian Mellon at a carnival in the infamous Derry where it is set. Mellon is joined by his partner, Don Haggerty, who's a Derry local who Mellon met and stuck around with after leaving his hometown of Portland. The couple happily enjoys the carnival, but it's made clear very early on that the town carries a violent homophobic attitude with the introduction of teens, Webby Garriton, Stephen Bischoff, Dubey, and Chris Unwin. The thugs approach the couple after seeing them kiss, and Unwin spits on the ground in front of Melon and Haggerty before Webby uh, intervenes to further intimidate them. Mellon and Haggerty then leave the carnival, but as they walk across the bridge, they realize they are being followed by the three teens. When Mellon turns to confront the group, he's assaulted. What makes things worse is that we then discover that Mellon is... Uh, asthmatic and he hopefully hopelessly reaches for his inhaler Mm -hmm. melon is then thrown over the bridge and sent floating down the river as the three bullies flee the scene Haggerty wastes no time in pursuing melon in the hope of rescuing him that's when we see Pennywise as he lifts melon's flailing body from the rapid uh, currents of the river only to bite part of his rib cage clean off as Haggerty watches in despair and horror oh oh what the fuck
0: yeah. Fuck so, a clown.
1: Goddamn. Oh, god damn. Oh my god. This is the opening scene of the second It movie and it's also at the point where in the book where they uh show that I believe it's when they show that Pennywise is back after twenty seven years. Uh. I think. Um, so sadly, Mellon's character was inspired by real life Charlie Howard, who was a New Hampshire born gay man who became a victim of um murder in 1984, just a few years before King published the novel. The murder took place in Bangor, Maine, which is King's home state. And most of his stories are set in Maine. And the circumstances of the murder are almost identical to how it's depicted in the book. Minus Pennywise.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Howard and his boyfriend, Roy Ogden, were attacked by three homophobic teenagers. uh, Sean Mabry, James Francis Baines, and Daniel Ness. Howard and Ogden were harassed and assaulted before Howard was thrown over the bridge. And despite pleas that he couldn't swim, he plunged into the the Kanduskig stream okay. uh, beneath the State River, and he eventually drowned. In 2014, Bangor Daily News article reports that Ness, 17, Mabry, 16, and Baines, 15, eventually told police that they were on the hunt for an f to hurt. Uh, the boys ultimately pleaded guilty to manslaughter on October in October 1984. And according to a local report, they were sentenced to Maine's only juvenile prison for, quote, an indeterminate period ending no later than February 28th,
0: 1988.
1: Okay. So King said of the crime, quote, at the time I started writing it, the Howard murder had just happened. It was fresh in my mind and fitted my idea of Derry as this place where terrible things happen. And maybe needless to say, I was outraged. It was a hate crime, Mm. end quote. And on the 30th anniversary of Howard's murder, King suggested that Bangor needed to continue to grapple with the sources of the true horror that led to taking the teen's life. Uh, He told the Bangor Daily News in 2014, quote, I don't feel responsible exactly, and I never lay that out on my community, but it's our town. We live here, which means we have to live with Charlie and continue trying to make it right, end Mm -hmm. quote. And in Bangor, July 7th is now called Tolerance Day in remembrance of Howard, and people toss flowers into the river in honor of him every year as well. Wow. Yes. Wow. I kind of like that. I mean, it's a terrible thing that happens... Uh, shouldn't happen but um, I see uh, King's inspiration there for trying to uh, put this dark cloud over Derry and this is definitely a dark cloud that hung over his own community during the same time so
0: well yeah and I mean and also given his understandable and honestly I'm thankful for it um, just outrage over such a horrible thing to happen I think that it's also it also because I mean everybody knows, even even just like in general that Stephen King brings a lot of main to his work, to yeah, his writings. Definitely. Um, and I feel like I mean, what can you do? You're kind of essentially powerless in a situation like that where somebody has been so horribly just attacked. And I'm sure that that was what he how he felt he could do something because people I mean, just as much as he puts all of the good of Maine in there. I mean, that's his way, I feel like, of being like, I'm not going to forget what you did. Nobody's going to forget what you did because I'm going to cement this forever. And I mean, I just I feel like everybody's got their way of kind of doing something and acknowledging and taking care of like a situation like that and I just feel like that was his
1: yeah because I mean he writes horror and Mm -hmm. obviously um and stand by me the body you mean yes but uh, yes, still a horror
0: novel is it though I mean I I read that I didn't see it as horror
1: it's still listed under. He's still a horror writer. Oh, yes, in general, but I'm just saying, yeah. like,
0: he's got some. He's got some other. Some. Some. What do you call it? Genre. Less spooky. Some. Yes.
1: yes. He go. He doesn't always go down the beaten path. Um, but I, as I would say, a horror writer. Um, obviously, there's nothing more horrific than things like that that can happen in real life. Yeah. So putting that into the novel really does, like, say, like. Yeah, there could be um, a clown that comes back every 27 years, although he's not a clown. hes a, I, We have an episode on it. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> it's too confusing. He's, like, maybe a, a entity, but also a, a spider, and then there's lights. There's, and like, then, alien shit going on. And there's a... a uh turtle that is in control of the universe, <laughs> and kids have sex in a drain pipe. I don't know, man, there's a lot it's, of shit going Stephen King was co there was a, a of lot his of mind. cocaine, yes. yeah, I was gonna say there was a lot of cocaine <laughs> happening, but um it's also um it's also a way of um getting it out in the news. Here's this famous writer. Mm-hmm. He he's going to be interviewed about his books mm-hmm. and he has the opportunity to say, this is based on a true part and that's going to circulate like the articles I found yes. regarding this, that it, especially with the movie uh, that came out and this is depicted um, basically shot for shot of the, from the book to the movie. Um, it really, it brings it to the forefront and it makes people talk about it. Yeah. That's because kind of what I was getting at. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, um, uh, you're shrouding it in this this way of saying like, oh, this is a a pop culture thing. This is a a, 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 b- a movie based on a book. Well, this event is real, and then that makes people look into it, much like I did. And now I'm giving it to all of you. Yeah,
0: you're spreading so it to that. more people, and that's that that was his whole intent was to never let this be forgotten. Never let somebody get away with it like that. And you've got. Yeah people who can bring, you've got, you've got lawyers who can bring people to justice. And this is his way of bringing justice to that poor person.
1: Yeah. Well, I was going to ask just to, uh, close this out. Yeah. It's a short one, but you know what? You're getting two a week. So <laughs> mom says you get in. what you get. You get what you get. and You don't get upset. I'm getting married. I don't have time for your bullshit. <laughs> um, I was going to ask you just to close it out. Um, if you knew of any like short one line uh, horror movies that were like vaguely based on true events, mm-hmm. because obviously like kind of the whole premise of the podcast is to bring you like a long case that inspired something, but like these are just like little bit of short ones. Little bit of ones. Or oh. is there a horror movie or thriller or something that you would be terrified to find out is vaguely real? Oh, oh, uh Cloverfield. Um, that's a big fucking nope.
0: because um, I, I can't think of any crime ones off the top of my head, I'll be honest. Uh what's that one us wouldn't like that, would not enjoy that. If I see my fucking twin show up anywhere, I'm I'm out. I'm out. That's well, it. Well those
1: are yeah, those are more like paranormal ones, which I don't I don't even. Yeah, I, I yeah, I mean there's st- there's still horror, but I still think like there's horror that is supernatural and paranormal, which mm-hmm. is like the monsters and the ghosts and the uh, all that sort of stuff. There's like the demonic. Po- there's possession movies, which are like I believe their own category. Mm-hmm. But then there's the ones that like they could be real. Like there's no paranormal in it. It's just people being pieces of shit.
0: I mean, this is, this is kind of, this is more from a personal standpoint, but something that always kind of chilled me to the bone was, I know we kind of touched, we, we mentioned it earlier for another reason, but um, Scream, how it was yeah. her boyfriend and her boyfriend's friend, her friend, that are doing all of these things and that she had like no fucking clue. Like the fact that that could be any one of us is terrifying to me yeah like that's just that is some that's some fucked up shit and like and then knowing that watching it back again and knowing that like these people the last ones that they saw before they died were their friends and to to know to have that like sinking realization that oh shit like that's my friend or and then then there's future ones where it's like one of one of them's like her her like long lost brother that your family could be capable of doing something like that just i think that would probably be one of the scariest to me i know it's not quite exactly what you were asking no
1: no that that is good that is a good concept i think i would say based on just a horror movie that i've seen mm-hmm. if it were real i would want to end myself uh human centipede oh like yes yes i agree if with i find that. Out anyone tried to do something like that fuck no i i see that's another uh, like sub genre is body horror. Yeah, I fucking I, can't do that shit. I hate body horror mm-hmm. so fucking much. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll mm-hmm. watch it,
0: but uh, that that Clockwork Orange thing with the eye. Fuck.
1: Fuck I mean, he that. really he really kind of had to do that for the scene. Yeah, no, he did. He he actually did. Like, and, and like, like, that's there fucked. Scenes, there are scenes in in some like torture movies where people are getting like waterboarded in the scene, mm-hmm. and like. You can fake it as much as you want, but ultimately to get it, like to yeah. actually get it, you have to be waterboarded. Yeah. No, Anna
0: Waddingham actually did a, um, I hope I pronounced her last name right. Um, she's the, she's from Ted Lasso, which is the, I keep trying to get Haley to watch that. Um, if you, if you, ha- if you can go watch it, go watch it. It's really good. But, um, uh, she not was now, in...
1: wait till November 1st.
0: All it's right, spook season. Fine fine if you need a little palette cleanser though it's no. there for when you need it um but she was in game of thrones and i don't know i i did not watch game of thrones because i started to oh, watch yeah. it and Michael, she was the shame she was the shame shame, shame lady yes. yes yes but she was saying in an interview that so she was supposed to be it was like she was being it was like a choreography where she was supposed to be raped and she had learned the choreography yeah, and everything a brutal, and brutal brutal scene it, no no i mean the waterboarding scene or is that what you're okay. talking about? So she no, was supposed her, to be... The,
1: the scenes with her when she... Uh, when um, Cersei, like, gets out and then uh, she gets... Revenge. Like, yeah, she gets her revenge. Uh, that's fucking brutal as yeah, shit. Yeah, with the
0: waterboarding? Is that what we're yeah. talking about? Yeah. so that was supposed to be a rape scene. And she basically, like, when while flying from, like, point A to the location where they were filming... Production changed it on her and decided to do the waterboarding scene. I mean, and I
1: think there is a scene. There might I be. I, again, I haven't watched it. So yeah, I, I haven't don't know. watched it in a while. But I think like the mountain comes into the room and it's like an implied maybe rape scene. And yeah. Like, oh,
0: no, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, this was like a choreographed yeah, rape. Yeah, scene. Like sh- yeah. Like, yeah. Like shown on um, camera. But so she, they changed it to waterboarding because I, I if I remember the interview correctly, it was like they wanted to be more sensitive or something. So they decided not to do the rape scene. Even and though they did
1: like a bunch of rapes. Yeah, I know. That.
0: And the people are fucking their siblings. Like, I don't know much, but I know that much. Um, but so she does this waterboarding scene, except the way that they did it. They basically not basically they waterboarded her again and again and again she had a wetsuit on underneath but it was to a point where the director was just kind of like or the producer whoever was just like this is great like keep going keep going keep going she had to go to therapy she got ptsd from being waterboarded and even now she's like i get into a body of water i get near a body of water like i i freak out and that's she like that was as somebody who like for lack of a better word like willingly like i don't think she was very willing if yeah. she would have been very willing if she had known like to what extent but just oh my god oh yeah my i god. was listening
1: to i forget what episode it was but it was um last podcast on the left and um henry was on a show called your pretty face is going to hell and uh one of his um co-workers or somebody else who was in the show uh had a sequence where they needed to be waterboarded and it was i think he said it was like one of his first like acting gigs so he wasn't like super comfortable saying no to a bunch of stuff and so they did it and they were like it's gonna be all safe it's gonna be fine but Mm. yeah you need to basically waterboard somebody to actually like do the scene yeah And uh, the guy got, like, so fucking freaked out. Mm -hmm. They didn't even end up using the scene in the show. that's fucked. That's fucked.
0: Well, and, and also in that same vein of, like, not only is he, like, not comfortable saying, hey, I'm not into this, I'm not comfortable with this, but also... When you are that green and inexperienced, you also don't know whether or not certain practices are normal. You don't know whether or not they could do it another way. Like, you don't know whether they're, like, cutting corners and all of that. And so that adds another level of anxiety to it. And just, damn, wow. No, can we stop that?
1: Can we we just, can we bring an end to that maybe, please? Yeah, let's not. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's any other, I mean, definitely, like, you listening um if you can think of any um that we didn't talk about today there's definitely like i have two or three that i can get into like a little bit longer of a story so that's why i specifically didn't mention so if you're screaming at me there's one that is like i know people will be screaming at me for so i am going to get to it you don't even have to tell me what it is i know it I'm going to get to it, but it's going to have its own either mini or full episode, depending on how much info I can find.
0: I've got one more that I just thought of. It's okay, technically I'd say horror. The walrus. If that shit is real, oh, yeah. I want to die. Not like that, well, but holy well, shit.
1: Yeah. That's in the same vein as, uh, as, as human centipede almost. It's, yeah. it's that gross body, body horror. horror. Yeah. yeah.
0: Look that shit up. If you don't know what it is, it's Justin it is, long, right? It's Justin Long, Haley yeah. Joel Osment. Um, I think Kevin Smith has something to do with it. I don't remember what he has to do with it. Oh,
1: yeah. He might
0: have been a producer or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But, I mean, it's it's very well made, but, oh, my God. Yeah, it's fucked. That's too much. That's too much for me. Well, well a lot is too much for me, so I guess that's not really a good baseline. But trust me, it's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. right.
1: <laughs> that's On what that I fucking note- got, man. Hey, uh, we we're good. We're happy. We're in it. We're in October. We're, we're here. We're chugging through. Yeah, we're living. What are we? Are we halfway through? I uh, don't know. No, not quite. Not yeah. quite halfway through. Um, but you know what? Enjoy it. Yes. We're living our fucking lives. We're gonna be safe this Halloween. We're gonna be able to actually do shit and see people and like uh, Haley. I yeah. gonna see Haley. And it's going to be. You are great. going to see at the time of recording this, it's gonna be a, a minute but uh at the time that this comes out i'm gonna see you like two days two days
0: yeah yeah it's very exciting for me oh did anybody
1: hear my stomach just now
0: my stomach's excited too it's thinking of all of the tacos we're gonna eat and it's just like hell yeah
1: (laughs) well in two days you guys get another episode and uh it's gonna be a pretty exciting one i'm excited for i'm excited um if you are on the Patreon. Uh, you will, at our uh, $10 tier, so instead of having the poll, you have our entire list of all of the episodes coming out this month. You will know what the episode is. Hell yeah. Yeah, very exciting. All the rest of you are going to have to wait till Thursday. Um, But in the meantime, you can go to our website. It's crimeculturepodcast.tumblr.com. You can find all the links to our social media there. Like I said, we're on Patreon. Uh, We're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. But you could also email us directly. Uh, I mean, you could DM us on any of those things, but you can email us. We're at crimeculturepod at gmail.com. That is us. That is us. And this (laughs) has been us, and we are done out. (laughs) Goodbye. Bye. Bye. See you on Thursday. Bye.